Welcome to Level 7. A podcast about Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's a magical place. Episode 211. Iron Fist Season 1, Episodes 1 through 3. Snow Gives Way, Shadowhawk Takes Flight, and Rolling Thunder Cannon Punch. Hello and welcome back to Welcome to Level 7. I'm Ben, Ben Avery, and I'm here to talk about some Iron Fist. And I'm not alone. We got some other fingers on the hand. I'm the thumb. Pointer finger belongs to the person sitting across from me. That's Evan. Yeah. And then... Michael's the little. <laughs> I've been called worse. Okay. <laughs> anyway, hi, Michael. How you doing? I'm doing well, guys. Good, good. So, Iron Fist, here we are. All right. The most anticipated Marvel Netflix series for both myself and Daniel. Mm. I know that. I, I don't know where this was for your anticipation, Evan, Michael. Uh, but for, for Daniel and I, this is the one we were looking forward to the most Daniel looking forward to it more than I think anything else. I, I think he's looking forward more to iron fist than to the birth of his first child. Oh, wow. I mean, I know that, uh, he was thinking for a while it wouldn't happen. Yeah. Well, we were with, with defenders, this got pushed back, Mm -hmm. you know, because, we're waiting for Defenders and thinking Defenders is going to happen. And then, no, Daredevil Season 2 is happening. And so it pushes back Luke Cage. It pushes back Iron Fist. But they were always aiming toward Defenders. Mm-hmm. And as long as Defenders was on the schedule, Iron Fist wasn't going to go anywhere. You can't have Iron Fist. Uh, you can't have Defenders without Iron Fist, according to the, what they were planning on. So this is the final Netflix series before Iron Fist. Ah, goodness, before Defenders. <laughs> and so um, it, we were just ready. We were ready for awesome Kung Fu. We were ready for glowing fists, and we were ready for setup for Defenders. So we got some of those things. <laughs> we did. Uh, Michael, how are you? Are you? Were you really looking forward to this one? Did you not even care about this? What, what, what were you thinking about Iron Fist before Iron Fist? I thought it was going to be dumb, to be perfectly honest. Um, I knew nothing about Iron Fist or Luke Cage or Jessica Jones or anything like that. But when I started watching it, I started looking back at the uh, comic books and stuff and reading them, and I really got into it. All right. And Evan? You know, I I don't know if I was looking forward to it. I knew that Iron Fist was going to be the most mystical of all the stuff, and that's usually not my bag. But... Uh, but I was surprised. I was very surprised. And I, I'll save more what I'm going to say for later. Yeah, because we're only talking in this episode about the first three episodes of Iron Fist. Mm-hmm. We're going to try not to talk about anything that actually happens in Defenders other than this vague idea that, yes, Iron Fist isn't going to die in this series because he's going to be in another series after it. Defenders. Yep. Um, and we're not going to talk about what happens with the the rollout of the backstory and all the different things like that, except for in vague terms of more about his backstory gets revealed as we move forward. But we're only going to talk about what happens in these three episodes of Iron Fist. 
Okay. And then we will rate each of these episodes as we go along. Boy. Yep. Yep. (laughs) And it used to be really easy to rate these episodes of Netflix. Basically, a solid four. (laughs) Unless there was something that really disappointed or something that really impressed. And then you're like, oh, I can't give it a five. I can't give it a five because that's perfect. But let's go close. Can't. Or a three. Nothing's gone lower than a three. Really? I don't think. Mm. I'm pretty sure nothing in, in Netflix has gone lower than a three. Um, on this show. On this show. <laughs> on this show. Um, <laughs> yeah. So we're going to talk about the first episode in just a moment. Um, we're going to play recordings from when we first watched these episodes. Uh, some of them will be from – there's 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 recordings from Daniel. There's recordings from me, from Stuart. Um, did you call in on some of these? I don't think I called in on Iron Fist. Okay. I did call in on every episode of Defenders, though. Yeah, yeah. We got lots of call-ins on on Defenders because we had lots of hosts by the time Defenders rolls around. <laughs> but Speaking of timelines here, by the way, we're kind of recording uh, out, of, out of sequence. But um, apparently, by this point that this is released, Evan, you and I have seen Inhumans. Oh. Yeah. So, Michael, have you seen Inhumans yet? <laughs> no, I have not. Will have. <laughs> I thought it was fantastic. A rip-roaring comedy for the ages. And I thought it was very big. Because <laughs> it's IMAX. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, um, <laughs> but we're also recording this before we finish Luke Cage. Mm. Yeah. So, that's kind of fun. Time travel. Time travel's hard. So, <laughs> okay. We're going to talk about episode one. Let's do this. Hey, Agent Daniel here. Just got done watching Snow Gives Way, Iron Fist, Season 1, Episode 1. Yeah, I know. This is this is the one I've been waiting for, the one I was screaming for, the one I worried about. Meh? Here, here's my issues. Um, right at the moment... As we MCU this Danny Rand, who has been very much MCU, not fully following the comic history and origins here. I, I feel like we, we, in the origin of his mother flying out of the airplane, but the fact that Harold Meacham's not actually there in the Himalayas, and also I can't tell if Dad is obsessed with someone. Um, I feel like we're losing some of the emotion of of the origin, um, some of the pain. Um, yeah, he still watches his mother die, but right at the moment we lack the the sacrifice that she gives him, literally keeping the wolves away. Um, you know, this is much more quick, a lot, a lot less. Yeah, she she made a choice to unbuckle herself, but you know, with what's happening with the airplane falling apart, seatbelt may not do it. So hey. Emotionally, I'm not there. I think as a character, we, we don't yet feel for him. I don't necessarily feel like Finn Jones is, is his depiction is something I'm really rooting for right at the moment. Uh, in many ways, uh, the poor almost guy who died in the park, I felt more closely to him sometimes than I did um, Danny. Uh, this Danny seems a lot less... A lot less, oh, spiritual, a lot more immature than I expected. A lot, a lot more American. 
Um, for heaven's sakes. That iPod, did, did you get a charger too? Um, I don't know. Maybe, again, my expectations were high because this is the one that I've been looking forward to. But right at the moment, this is the first issue of a comic to me. Some setup, and I'm just not feeling it yet. So, <sighs> sigh. We'll just have to see what happens next. I almost wish he hadn't put those shoes on. All right. Well, as you can tell, I'm a little bit of an underwhelmed hot mess. Peace out. Later. Bye. I'm yawning, but not because of the because it's late. Not because of the episode is boring. Yes, Iron Fist. It's. It's good. I like it. I really do like it. Um, it's not a crime drama, which is what Daredevil is. It's not a black exploitation uh, flick, which is what Luke Cage is. It's not a noir, um, which is what uh, Jessica Jones is. It's a uh, kung fu movie. It's a kung fu movie. And so if you watch it wanting it to be those other things, you're going to get upset. It's a kung fu movie. Watch it as a kung fu movie. The the bad guy practically twirls his mustache. I mean, he's wearing he's, – his hair is so slicked back, it looks like he's a black hat. I mean, it's 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 right on a kung fu movie. Um, that being said, I did like it. I am enjoying it. Uh, first episode um, – I forget the name of it, but past Ben, future Ben, someone, one of the Bens has probably said what the name of it is, so we'll just go with that. Um, but yeah, Iron Fist, episode one, good. I'm into it. Um, I had lots of questions. I thought they said the, the, the Meacham guy was dead, but he's not dead. So that's weird. So that just tells me that no one's dead actually in this so, um, it's going to be interesting to see how they talk about the incident because I do not want to see them talk about the incident. Um, also, watching this makes me really, really excited for the Defenders. Cannot wait for that. Um, so, we will go on to episode two probably tomorrow because it's late tonight and I'm yawning again. All right. Uh, peace out later. Bye. Hi, it's past Samantha. I just finished watching the first episode of Iron Fist. Uh, so we have Danny Rand. He's been away for years. He's trying to get in contact uh, with his old friends and and uh, and try to get back into his old company. And he finds out that he's supposedly dead. And I'm just. I'm not sure what to make of it yet. I'm still kind of absorbing it, taking it in. I do like the martial arts, of course. Uh, and he's been left in a mental hospital, it looks like, at the end. Huh. We'll have to see where it goes from here. Bye. Hello, future Ben. Hello, future whoever. I think uh, it could be future Samantha. It could be future Stuart. It could be future Daniel. Who knows who it is? All I know is it's probably summer. 
uh, I'm calling March 2017. I'm calling into the future. I'm guessing summer 2017 is when you're going to be getting to Iron Fist, and I'm calling what episode number one, which is called, I don't remember. I don't have it in my notes. It doesn't matter. Only three minutes. i got to get through this so I can get to everything in my notes because Future Ben, I know how you are about time frames and stuff like that, especially when you're talking about me from the past. So here's the thing. I just watched the first episode, and there's a lot to talk about. First, style. I don't feel the style. There is no real feeling about style in this show, and that's something that's missing. It's in there in the other episodes. Now, there is some stuff with the up and down motif, people going up in elevators to go and talk to people who are more important, people coming down, you know, and he's, he's on the ground level. The show starts, he's on the ground level looking up at the building, and there's all this up and down and up and down, you know, uh, uh, Colleen Wing coming down her fire escape, you know, to go and help Danny, Danny, yeah, so you get it, the up and down. That's, a, that's an interesting motif. It's not the most original thing in the world, but it's there. Um, I do feel the character, though, especially Danny Rand. I mean, the other characters, eh, we're still learning about them, but we are spending most of our time with our main character. That's the way it should be. And I'm watching him, and I'm feeling for him as he's trying to convince people, and people are disregarding him as just this homeless guy or this mental uh, guy with mental illness or, or whatever. Uh, but my question is, he doesn't seem to have a very good plan. He just kind of shows up and starts doing things when he shows up. I'm wondering, how do you get from New York City to or for, to New York City from wherever he came from without knowing anything about anything that was going on and not having a plan and not actually looking into things before? I mean, did he just transport into New York City from Kunlun? I don't know. It just feels like he could have thought out his plan a little bit more. Even so, even... You know, he could avoid maybe how do I convince people if he had a plan to convince them. But it doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. I'm also reminded of Captain America. He's a man out of time. But I'm also reminded of Doctor Strange and how this really could have had some really cool tie-ins to Doctor Strange. Maybe it will, but not yet. Um, beyond that, everything on this episode hinges on do you like Danny? Stop. You. The music's not going to carry you. It's Danny who is going to carry you. If you don't like Danny, you're not going to like this episode. If you do like Danny... You are going to like the episode, whether or not you like it a lot or not. There's a lot the show has to do still. There's a lot still to happen on the show. So we'll, we'll see what happens. That's my message. I think I made it in under three minutes. Talk to you later. Bye. Okay, so let's talk about episode one now. This is, we've, got, we've had some time to reflect. We've had some time to really decide what we saw was it good or not we have we've had some time to avatar this and by that i mean when i first saw avatar i had feelings that a lot of people disagreed with me about hmm. and i'm talking about james cameron's avatar right right now i have no desire to ever watch that movie again <laughs> because i thought about those feelings and i thought about the actual movie and i thought i was carried away by the spectacle hmm. And now as I think about the details, well, that's what we're going to do right now. We're going to look at some of the details of Iron Fist, Episode 1, Snow Gives Way. Or as I like to call it, the CW's Arrow has a pretty good premise. Let's use it. <laughs> <laughs> or we could call it Iron Fist Begins. But isn't this what happened to Iron Fist in the comics, though? Yeah, yeah. It was also, yeah, yeah. Here's another. We could also tie, call it uh, Daredevil Jessica Jones and Luke Cage set really high bars. Yeah. Don't judge. <laughs> see, see, at this point, I'm just I'm just re reminiscing about the series as a whole, 
I haven't really gone back and thought about the individual episodes. So So it's time. So hit me. It's time. All right. Homeless and shoeless, Danny Rand walks through the city and claims that he owns the Rand Tower. There's some fighty fighting, and he gets past security to the executive suites where he finds Joy and Ward Meacham and finds out Harold Meacham, his parents' best friend, or his dad's best friend anyway, is dead. After breaking into his childhood home so he can have a flashback to when Ward treated him really bad as they were playing a board game, he looks himself up and finds out people think he's dead because of a plane crash that killed his parents. He confronts Joy at his old house, and that does not go well. Then he meets a woman named Colleen who teaches self-defense classes, but she's not interested in what he's selling, which is that he's homeless and wants a job. Danny confronts Ward and drives his car in a parking garage and has some more flashbacks as he drives toward the half wall at the top of the garage Mm -hmm. that keeps people from, like, driving off the building. The flashbacks to the plane crash lead us to an actual car crash, but this is not done between them. Ward's men then follow Danny to... Colleen's dojo. She's still not interested. And we get a slow chase through a parade, which reminds me of James Bond movies, you know, that kind of thing. And he finds out that Ward has sent them. Ward goes to a mysterious person who turns out to be not dead, Harold. And they want to get Danny. Danny goes to Joy once more. She agrees to listen, but as he starts his story, she drugs his tea. And he wakes up in a mental institution. Okay. That is episode one of Iron Fist. And we have to ask ourselves, this is a pilot episode. And unlike all the other series, this is the most piloty of them, except for Daredevil season one. Because with Luke Cage, I mean, we already knew Luke Cage from Jessica Jones. And with Daredevil season two, obviously it was season two of things. We don't know anybody here except for Colleen, who we kind of saw in the last episode of Luke Cage, right? Like she was putting up the signs. Or, or maybe. No, we saw the signs. That's what it was. Okay. I saw the signs, <laughs> and it opened up my eyes, yeah, and I am happy. Oh, my wife listened to that song apparently three times today. My kids don't understand. Ben, I've been meaning to tell you, you have ruined the total eclipse of the heart for me. Why? How? Because totally. of your meme that you posted with from Planet, <laughs> from Planet of the Planet Apes. Of the Apes. <laughs> Now it's very hard. Like the whole, the whole first verse of the song. Turn around, just, just bright skip eyes. It, just skip it. Get to the chorus. You anyway. need to watch literal, the literal <laughs> video um, version that they did, where they took the music video of that song and they replaced all the lyrics, where it's literally explaining what's happening on the screen. Okay. And it's like, and now there's weird looking boys who are giving me. It's really, <laughs> really funny. It'll ruin the song even more for you. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's neither here nor there. Anyway. Is that a Tobuscus video I haven't seen? I don't know. I don't know what that is. Not, not Tobuscus? Yeah. yeah. Never mind. We're okay. talking Marvel. <laughs> so anyway, Snow Gives Way. Um, Iron Fist, this is basically just setting up who our characters are. And are we going to like spending time with them? Are we Are we going to rate this now? Are we going to talk about it first? We can talk about it a little bit and then we'll give it a rating. Would, right. yeah. would you get into the Marvel Netflix whole universe thing part of the universe if this was the first show you saw of it yes i i think yes too could like i said what what this has going against it is the high bar set by the different other series because and we've gone through the whole series too so daredevil sets a real mean tone awesome gritty 
cop noir tone. And then you have Jessica Jones as a private detective noir kind of thing. And then you have Luke Cage, which has all this style and, you know, just this driving beat. And then you have this, which honestly feels like a kind of a cross between Luke Cage with some of the music stuff that they have going on. Um, he's listening to what, Outcast. I don't know. Something like that. I'm not a music guy. Yeah. And then, but then you have more, this feels more superhero-y. Yes. And yeah, as I look at the different uh, uh, series, this is definitely, to me, I don't know, Luke Cage gets really superhero-y at the end and feels like yeah. a genuine superhero show, but it still has all that style to it, you know, mm. and all the... Uh, it takes a while to get to the superhero stuff yeah. with Luke Cage. Mm. This takes a while, too. I mean, we get some fighting, but we don't get Iron Fist. Yeah, he's, and I guess we'll we'll talk about this, but he's not the greatest martial artist in the world in this show, <laughs> even though he should be. Even though he's the greatest martial, yes. martial artist in the world. Yeah. <laughs> um, so can I just say, yeah, as you're reading the plot points to mm-hmm. me, I love everything about this episode. It's great. It sucked me in. I loved every part of it. It's slow, but it's building. Like I didn't even think it was slow, man. It, every every part is intriguing to me. Every, every like scene change where he's doing something else, I just really enjoyed it. What about you, Michael? Would this have drawn you in? Well, it's tough to say because, like you say, you've seen all the other shows, but I think that I would have keep giving it a chance because I did, I did like it, and I really liked how when Danny first showed up, he was so positive and energetic and naive looking like childlike. And I really liked that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I just, it's not the greatest, but it's one of those things like, it's like what I say about you two. All right. A bad U2 song is still better than almost any song on the radio. I thought you were talking about us too. No, not you (laughs) two. Not you guys, but uh, I just, you know, when I, when I listen to a new U2 album, I'm like, this song isn't as good as the songs I love. But the songs I love are like some of the greatest rock songs ever written, ever. It's still good. It's still, you, you got these guys at the top of their game, but not everyone is doing the best work. And this feels like we're not getting our Marvel's best work. Ah. Uh-huh. I'm on a different I'm on a different road, Ben. So you think this is Marvel's best work? No. <laughs> I don't I don't think it's nearly as bad as everyone else seems to think it is. Um for me, like you're talking about Daredevil's tone. I went into Daredevil with a lot of trepidation be, trepidation because I'm not a Frank Miller fan. I don't like his style, I don't like his a lot of his stories, and it's drawing heavy inspiration from that. It has that sort of feel, that sort of tone. I never saw Jessica Jones because you told me not to watch it because mm-hmm. <laughs> I wouldn't like it. <laughs> and then uh, Luke Cage was uh, – it just took me a little bit to get into that one. Um, and it was kind of like, okay, all right. We're, it was just unfamiliar. It, was, mm-hmm. it took me to an unfamiliar place, which isn't bad. But I'm No, just, that could be a very good thing yes, sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. And I really enjoyed that show. Um, but this – it just – it just felt like my groove and it was taking me in a, to places where I wasn't expecting to go. Like at the end where he's in the mental asylum. That's great. I mean, yeah, it was of all the Netflix series for Marvel though. This is definitely the most CW with the fight scenes. 
I will definitely like there. There's going to be coming a later episode where I was just like, oh man, th- this is definitely a break from uh, from what we're used to with this uh, Netflix stuff. Definitely yeah. felt like a, a shift. So, but this episode is not bad. It's not bad. But if I'm going to rate this episode, and I'm trying to think of what we should rate it with. I know, crashed cars in a car garage. Sure. So, how many crashed cars in a car garage out of five would you give this episode, Evan? I'm going to give it five, Ben. You're kidding me. I can't think. Like, this I, is a perfect episode of television. Then fine. A 4.5 because I don't know what I, else. I, I can accept a 4.5. I mean, I wouldn't give it a 4.5, but a five. I'll give it a four. I mean, what's there's so many different genres and ways you can take an episode of television and give it a five. But this one, there was nothing about it except for maybe the language that I didn't like. Well, and because here's the other thing. I mean, the fight scene we get is not like a super huge kung fu fight scene like we were wanting to see. Right. Yeah. But it's him fighting security guards. Effortlessly. In the building. Yeah. I yeah. mean, it's not it's not meant to be that big right. thing that we're looking for. And I mean, it's a pilot. So I, it's not it's yeah. not like the crescendo or whatever. That, oh, this is definitely the beginning. You know, I'm I give it a three point five. OK. Three point five crash cars in a car garage. I'll give it a four point five. All right. Michael, what do you what do you got for us? 3.5. All right. All right. So there we are. I mean, it's still above. Like, it's not just we're passing it. We're we're, we're above the passing yeah. mark. Yeah. But I just. <laughs> I five. I could not abide. Okay, though. Fine. Yeah. That's fine. <laughs> it's not earth shattering. Sure. For I mean, five. I've given five. I just really enjoyed it. It sucked me in. I yeah. like the characters. I, I like all the characters, all of them, except for joy. See, I like joy. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I bet you like Pepsi too, don't you, Ben? Uh, Diet Pepsi. But you like it better than Diet Coke. It really doesn't matter to me. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, This is how I this is how I measure people's characters, whether they like Coke or Pepsi. I like Pepsi. (gasps) So what does it mean if I like both? (laughs) No, I had this conversation with Matt Anderson on the comic book time machine, and we were talking about like, you know, to me, DC is like Coke. You know, it's the classic, and then Matt's like, no, I like Pepsi and Marvel. <laughs> so mm. it's like, I don't know. Um, anyway, that's neither here nor there. And I'm just it really is neither up. here nor there. <laughs> but just making stuff up. Right. So our cliffhanger that's supposed to bring us into the next episode is that he wakes up in a, a mental institution. So let's move on then to episode two. All right. All right. Hi, and fifth season one, episode two, Agent Daniel here. With some musings, some thoughts, some hot messes, one might say. Um, you know, right at the moment, I'm seeing a lot of initial reaction on Facebook that's kind of giving Iron Fist a hard time. Just calling it terrible. And I know last time I, I called in, I, I was meh about it, but I, I wouldn't say it's a critical failure for me so far. I, I don't think it's near that bad. I mean, there's a lot about this that I like more than daredevil season one and two but then i may be just more attracted to the character of of danny rand slash iron fist uh than i am uh, matt murdoch slash daredevil but again i i'm kind of tired of this facebook rant against how it's the end of all things for marvel because iron fist is horrible i'm gonna be honest this is still probably in the top five percent of netflix programming Uh, i like it a lot better than stranger things go ahead Go ahead, criticize me. It's true. Hey, I lived through the 80s. 
Uh, I'm just saying. I don't need to go through there again. So, some thoughts and music. To me, to me, this episode really could have been renamed um, I Am Danny Rand. And it is interesting to watch Danny try to claim his identity and, and Danny try to establish himself when he, you know, has no proof of who he is. Uh, and I find it really interesting how Joy is, in fact, the character who is very much gravitating to Danny and wanting to be that childhood friend revisited. Um, she really does, I think, care for Danny and the memory of Danny and has legitimate uh, sisterly love for Danny. And it's really interesting because in the original 70s comics books, it, it's Joy Meacham, because uh, Ward didn't exist, it's Joy Meacham who was out to get Danny um, for the quote-unquote killing of her father when uh, he went through Meacham Rand Tower, Rand Tower, Meacham Tower, whatever it was called in the comics, uh, floor by floor until he got to the dying Howard Meacham. But um, it, it's kind of interesting. Again, we, we're MCUing here, and in many ways you're kind of breaking up the Joy Meacham character um, where all those negative attributes from the Joy Meacham character from the comics are now in Ward. Um, and I do I do feel for Joy. Joy's probably out of all the characters the one that I have the most tension and stress stress about because emotionally I don't want Ward to hurt her as she tries to reach out to her friend Danny. Um, and hey, we saw the fist. We did. It breaks walls um, and it glows and it needs to glow. Uh, I still want to see the chest tattoo, but uh, hey, we saw the iron fist. Uh, and it seems that Howard reach him in the hand are enemies. Interesting. Which again, you know, uh, how... Dang you, current Ben, present Ben, cutting me off. Come on. Now, present Ben, who in the future will be past Ben. And we all know that past Ben and his evilness has no precedent in Welcome to Level 7. It's like Hail Hydra stuff. But where was I? So, you know, in the original comics, Howard had a lot to do with the death of the Rand family. Um... And here, it, it seems like the reason maybe that Howard is hiding, that Howard is no longer in the public eye while he fakes his own death, has something to do with the hand. Um, so when he looks at Danny, I do think he now sees a resource now that he's heard that Danny is the Iron Fist, who is the only one that can destroy the hand, um, to provide self-preservation. Uh, so, hmm. And, and I'm just, uh, there's part of me, my tummy tells me, again, Ward, evil, evil Ward, all Wards in the Marvel Cinematic Universe are evil, it appears. Um, Ward, is Ward working the hand? Because I kind of think he is right at the moment here at the end of episode two. So, there you go. Take that, present, and in the future, past Ben. I will not be contained, sir. I will not be contained. Iron Fist, Episode 2, Agent Stew calling in. Um, some things I'm excited about. One, um, they're giving a little bit of a background to the whole incident thing. They're, like how the doctor said after the incident happened, um, I'm noticing a lot of people with superpowers. This is a cool thing because, yes, we have in humans in S.H.I.E.L.D., in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but there's also people with, I'm imagining, delusions of grandeur who are thinking that, hey, if 
Tony Stark can build the suits, I can be a superhero too. That's pretty cool. Um, the other thing that really struck me as this is Danny Rand is not a mature character. He's basically a 15-year-old kid who's trying to figure out his place in the world. Um, it trapped in a, I guess he'd be 30. I'm not really sure of his age, but he's trapped in, a, in an older person's body who should be acclimated to, you know, living in Manhattan, right? But he's not because he's been living in Kunlun for 15 years because that's when it reaches the celestial plane. Um, so that's a very interesting thing. Unfortunately, it comes off as poor writing. It comes off as they just didn't really have a good concept of how to write the character. So they kind of wrote him as this not a very um, – they didn't write him as mature, but that was on purpose, but it feels like it's on, it's on accident. Um, and so, uh, I feel like that's an insight that a lot of reviewers have missed. Um, and I don't, and I wish they, that could catch on. And lastly, um, oh, this was going to be the hardest thing to MCU and it makes sense that it took a while. Um, if we remember back, they pushed this one back to give us another Daredevil season. Um, because how do you MCU another dimensional plane? Um, it's really bizarre. Anyway, those are my thoughts. I'm going to bed now. Good night. Peace out later. Bye. Hi, this is Samantha. I just finished watching the second episode of Iron Fist. Wow. Okay, now I'm in. I wasn't so sure with the first episode, but now I'm in. When that connection was made between Harold Meacham and The Hand, I was... Imagine my head just and an atomic explosion coming out. I, I'm totally in. And I can see why they were holding on to Iron Fist last before Defenders. I'm really excited to see where this is going to go now. Bye. Okay, so episode two, this is past Ben calling in from March 2017 to whenever it is in the future that you actually get him to recording about Iron Fist. And here's what I have to say about this. Uh, the M&M's thing was cute and touching and all the identity things. You know what? So glad they're resolving this stuff in episode two instead of stretching it out longer. But I do like the episodic nature of things where you have, you know, yes, uh, episode one's episode kind of takes place in its own place and time. And and then this episode takes place in its own place. Um, so that's, you know, different locations, that kind of thing. The warehouses in Brooklyn, I can't help but wonder if we are taking a look back at some of the stuff that was going on in Daredevil season one. Uh, I'm guessing but there's something to do with that, but maybe, maybe not. Who knows? Um, I still have to say things are moving a little slow, and the, you know, like the, even the fight choreography that's happening in this episode, I'm realizing it's not wire foo, and that's fine. And there's no kung fu vibe going on, and that's also fine, I guess. But um, there is a lower energy. Uh, that's where I'm going to go with that, is that there's a lower energy to this series than there has been. Uh, it's not as brutal. It's not as uh, mean as, say, 
stuff with Daredevil and Punisher and stuff with Daredevil and Wilson Fisk and uh, definitely stuff with um, Jessica Jones. It's, it's its own thing, and he has his own complex things going on. Um, I'm glad it's not just another Green Arrow thing right now or, uh, you know, the Green Arrow TV show where he's just coming to reclaim his city or whatever. So far, it's not that. He's just looking for answers, and that's good. I mean, it's not about the money, and it's not about, you know, parents' legacy or anything like that. It's just about coming and finding out what happened, and that's good. So, so far, yeah, it's good. Uh, again, this is kind of one of those things where um, it's it's kind of the antithesis to the whole binge watching idea. You know, I could see where if you're if all the episodes are going to be paced like this, you don't want to watch all thirteen in a row for sure. Uh, you don't. And if someone does watch all thirteen in a row, they're going to it's guaranteed. But if they space it out, I don't know what's happening later. So it's still possible to hate things. It's still possible to hate this series. But so far, I'm liking the series. And the question is, again, do you like Danny Rand? You like him? You're going to like this series? You don't? You're not going to like it at all. So that's that. Talk to you later, future people. Okay, so episode two is called Shadowhawk Takes Flight, or as I like to call it, 12 Monkeys. (laughs) because we got a dude in a mental institution who does not belong there who's desperately trying to get out doesn't need though well that's the question is he crazy or is he actually a superpowered individual (laughs) i love i love those are not mutually exclusive (laughs) that is also true okay so we start out with danny meeting with his doctor and his doctor is terrible and is actually offering to help him commit suicide but then it turns out it's not his doctor it's just simon one of the other patients in the institution. The institution's drugs are making it difficult for Danny to med- meditate, and to center, and to focus. The doctors believe he's John Anderson because that's the uh, the passport that they have. That's the name for the passport that they have. And the, the question they're asking is, is he crazy or is he a super-powered individual? He finally is able to make a call to Colleen with some help from Simon. And Harold Meacham listens in. Danny can't convince Colleen to help him, but... Harold wants to make sure this loose end gets tied up. Ward is sent to Colleen, offers her money, just wants her to sign off that she never saw the guy. Because Ward and Joy have to deal with the whole thing of, is he or is he not actually Danny Rand? Does he actually own part of the empire that they have created or that they are they are shepherding now? Uh, but that raises her suspicions. Meanwhile... A doctor visit. He's, he's talking to one of the doctors there, and there's a commercial that he shows him featuring Danny's family uh, when – you know, talking about Rand Enterprises. And instead of having the effect of, see, you don't know any of these people, it has the opposite effect. Danny remembers it well and remembers the day and remembers details about the day. Harold himself actually comes and confronts Danny personally. And, of course, Danny's drugged up, tired. It's in the middle of the night doesn't realize it's actually Harold, but um, we find out some backstory about Danny that he's trained to become the Iron Fist so he can stop the hand. Meanwhile, Joy sends some M&Ms to Danny and he sends them back to her with the brown ones taken out, which at this point in time, watching this episode, if you're like me, you're thinking, what in the world is going on here? What am I watching? But we find out that this actually becomes a sign to Joy 
And she now does believe he's Danny because she hated the brown ones as a kid. Which doesn't make any sense. No, because they don't taste different. (laughs) (laughs) They don't taste different. There is no difference. Did you guys not separate them out, though? Well, we definitely separated them out, but it's not like... I mean, you ask, you know, what's your favorite color of M&M? And it's really, what's your favorite color, right? right? She either really hates brown or she (laughs) detects some sort of difference between brown and the other colors. Skittles is a whole other thing. (laughs) You know, what's your favorite color of Skittles? Well, it's, you know, in fact, I was just thinking about this today. I was trying to decide. I had a bowl of Skittles that's put by the door of our office that you have to walk past. And like, do I want a couple orange ones or a couple purple ones? And orange wins out. But there was more purple left because most people, I think, like the orange. Anyway, um, Colleen has visited Danny and and she takes this then back to Joy. And Joy now believes that Danny is Danny because she hated the brown ones. The doctor also believes him but won't discharge him. But Harold wants him. So Harold has Ward send some of his men to go and take him. He fights them, powers up, wins and escapes. And... That is our our episode here. Wait, doesn't he use the fist though too? Yeah, he does. He blows a wall it. down. Ben is nodding. I'm nodding to Evan. He's sitting in the room with me, and he asks the question, and I start nodding. Like, yeah, yeah. He, you, okay, you can't see that. I need to work on my uh, microphone technique here. But yes, we get to see the Iron Fist. Yeah, and this is a good thing. Yeah, right. And he's doing the fight drugged up. Here's the other thing that's really interesting about these two episodes together is both of these. We have Danny not as we are going to see him, not as we as he has been, but he's homeless, barefoot drugged. and drugged up, you know. And so we're not we are learning about Danny in a, a kind of a different way than what you would in a, in a normal. Here's the origin story. Um, and maybe the origin story is told in flashbacks because it's mysterious, but we at least know who he is and where he came from. And this, this is a lot more, we're going to let this unfold to find out more details. Danny doesn't even remember everything necessarily about the plane crash. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So episode two, Shadowhawk takes flight. What do you think, Michael? Uh, I liked this one. Uh, I liked the flashbacks. It harkens back to the old comic books. Yeah, and I'm la- I'm so glad they kept Kunlun. Yeah, like uh, they didn't MCU it. Yeah, I mean they it's may <laughs> they may have in like their their series Bible MCU'd it right. and like explained all the details here. Um, it definitely ties into some of the ideas that you might get in Doctor Strange mm-hmm. with some of that stuff. Um, but you don't see enough of it to see how it gets MCU'd. Mm-hmm. It's just a thing that they flash back to. And <laughs> it's this magical city that appears and disappears. And well, do they talk about that part? Hmm? I guess he does talk about that part, doesn't he, in this part in this episode? Well, I, I mean, we find out more about it. Yeah. But the bottom line is, Kun Loon is here. Mm-hmm. And it's a thing. And you learn how to fight from monks after a plane crash. Which was it a plane crash in the comics? Yes, I yes. believe so. Yeah. So I mean, it's <laughs> there. It's MCU'd, but it's MCU'd by being vague. Yeah. Instead of MCU'd by being this is science. Yeah. Wait, no, it was not in the comics. 
Uh, I don't know if I should spoil anything. I don't think it spoils this, but uh, yeah, Danny's dad was trying to get to Kunlun, and they were... They were on an expedition, right? Yes. Oh, yes, and it, was, it wasn't a herald who ended up killing them? Yeah. He killed the dad, and then wolves got the mom. Oh. It's been a long, long time since I read this. But, I mean, we are getting a very comic book origin here. Yeah. I mean, just the whole <laughs> monks in Tibet kind of thing. And well, I I love this episode. This is a great like the first two episodes. They just grabbed me. And whenever you know, I was watching. I was you know cruising. You watched it in one weekend. Yeah, like two days. I watched the whole thing in like two days, in less than forty eight hours. Yeah, that happened. <laughs> I. <laughs> I don't know how you did it, but you watched Defenders in seven hours. <laughs> no, I didn't. Not seven straight hours. Anyway. Oh, I see. It's a joke. It was a joke I, because <laughs> it's actually in episodes. Yes. And, um, and maybe they weren't an hour long each, so it I, might be possible. But anyway. Guys, I love this show. This is a great show. It's my favorite of all the shows on Netflix. That have to do with Marvel. So you're you're spoiling your your end. <laughs> I am. I'm sorry. I just, uh, here it is. My my question is, how do you account for like you're using words like great and favorite yeah. and best, right? Yeah. Well, so I don't know about objectively be- best, but it's my okay. favorite. Because that's what I was going to ask: yeah. is how do you account then for like? Because I realize there's some flaws in production and also in maybe some scripting. Okay. But so you're facial accepting. movement. What's yes. that? Facial movement. <laughs> I did. I had no problems with the facial movement. Um, but that being said, I, I, I acknowledge that's there. It's still my favorite. It's still connected with me the most. The characters, the storyline, the kung fu stuff. Mm-hmm. I liked it a lot. And, and this episode reminded me of a, a great uh, monk episode where he goes into the the mental institution. Oh. No, yes, Monk. I see. Monk is confusing. Yeah. Monk, the, the TV obsessive show. compulsive detective, yeah. where he goes to the mental institution and they, you know, he figures out that there's a murder happening and to cover it up, they just make him think he's crazy and, and you know, give yeah, him I mean, drugs this is stuff. a tale as old as time. It's, it's great the, storytelling. The, the person wrongfully placed in the, the mental institution. Yeah. I mean, this goes back to Nellie Bly, hmm. the reporter, you know, who's reporting on poor conditions and, Mental institutions. Is this real life? Real life. Huh. Yeah. She got herself admitted. Oh. And her editor knew about this and came and got her after, I think, 10 days or something like mm. that. But basically, she came out of it saying, if you go in there not crazy, they'll make you crazy. Oh. Like, just the, the way you're treated and the and, – and this – that's the one bad thing. I fully admit there are definitely situations like this where – the mental health institution is doing things wrong, potentially on purpose um, or because they don't have the resources to do what they need to do. But anytime you have anyone in a mental institution in a TV show, it's going to be completely corrupt. <laughs> it's going to be completely <laughs> like inept. And that's what you get here. So, I mean, that's one of the, re- my dad is a hero to me. Like it, he's a legit superhero to me in some ways because of what he used to do when we lived in Canada was he would go into institutions that were taking care of um, mentally and physically handicapped people. And he would like find the ones who can actually 
like learn to live on their own. Mm. And he would like get them out and put them in group homes and, and help them in that way. And like legit superhero stuff cool. to me, you know. Um, so I fully know, I will admit that this is a real thing, but shows like this don't really inspire confidence in the mental health <laughs> field. <laughs> so just putting it out there, these places aren't all like this. Well, he had the doctor is really trying to figure out the truth and mm-hmm. figure it out. You know, is he really Danny Rand? Yeah. So that was cool. And I like the fact that, you know, he's just talking crazy babble, but it's all true. You know, like to the, yeah. un, you know, to the uninitiated, it's all your nuts. And, and this is where I wish maybe we had a little more time with him before we were trying to sort out what's real and what's not real. Because this episode kind of is set up to say, you know, is he or is he not crazy? Mm-hmm. But we all know he's not. But I'd like to know the details, you know, and and so we're getting the details in this haze of drugs and, and that kind of thing. And Yeah, and I guess if you're watching the show, you kind of know he's not crazy because the show is called Iron Fist mm-hmm. by, by Marvel. <laughs> but, like, I still think it's kind of cool that they're trying to play this game of is he or isn't he? And then at the end of the episode, he's not. You, like, you see the power. And they, I mean, they kind of were doing that in the first episode also. So if you're going into this blind, you just randomly stumble across this show. I don't know. I think the title is yeah. one clue and, and the type of show that you're watching. Like if you stumble into it, you don't know what type of show you're watching. But it's like when Luke Cage had the bullet inside of him and – the cliffhanger is he's going into cardiac arrest. Is he going to die or not? You know, he's not going to die. You know, and it's the same kind of thing here. You know, he's a superhero. You know, he's going to be able to do something. You may not know exactly what it is if you don't read comics, but um, this is where it would have been nice. Well, I'll say this too, though. Any other time you see this on a show, you've been with the characters for a couple seasons mm. and you know, they're not crazy. So. Well, to me, the conflict wasn't, is he crazy or not? It was, how do you express this crazy idea that happens to be true? And he was having a hard time expressing it in a way that anybody would believe. Yeah. And, and that's what makes it work. It feels like they're trying to set up the mystery. That's not working. But what works for me is the whole, how do I get the truth out there? That's what I was going to say, like Star Trek. The Next Generation did this with an episode with with Riker, and it's just like, you know he's not crazy. You know the past five seasons weren't a dream. Yeah. (laughs) You know? (laughs) Because they don't do that in that kind of show. Right. And you can just use context clues to figure out what's really going on. Um, But it's the how. And that's something we've talked about before. You know, it's not necessarily the what. It's the how. How does he get out of this? Well, and I also like that, like, you know, I think I saw a lot of criticism about, man, Danny Rand's an idiot. You know, like, what? why is he saying this stuff? And I like the fact that, you know, he is a, he went to Kunlun as an eight-year-old kid. So he, like, his experience with modern, the modern world ends there. Mm-hmm. And he is raised in a fundamentalist, uh, I mean, basically, I mean. Borderline abusive. Yeah. Culture where it's like, yeah. I mean, duh, there's dragons, or duh, there, you know, chi. It's a given. Yeah. And so then when he comes back to America, he's just talking what he knows, man. This, he's become an adult in that culture and that stuff, and, you know, there's he's still totally naive, and he's still talking like, chi, you know? You know yeah. the chi? <laughs> like, nobody knows. And, and 
on one hand, it's kind of a gimme. On the other hand, it kind of works. Most plot holes for this show basically can get filled up by saying he's really naive. Yeah. You know, like, why didn't he look himself up earlier and know what people were thinking about him? Well, he didn't know. Yeah. You know, he, internet? I mean, he even seemed like a naive kid before, like, we're, <laughs> when we're showing the flashbacks. I mean, maybe it's just his, I mean, you, you couple that actual personality trait with his experiences, and I think it's perfectly logical. Yeah. I, I think it could be done better. And that's probably the, the the main complaint I'm going to lodge against Iron Fist is it could have been done better. <clears throat> it's not as much of a missed opportunity as say I don't know Transformers: The Last Night, where we we went and saw this movie, <laughs> and there's so many potentially good ideas, and none of them pay off, and none of them are done well, and it's just like oh wasted idea. Oh that's really could have been cool. Oh that. <laughs> That would have been really neat. Oh, and, and this oh. this is the same kind of thing for me. Um, now, again, in this fight scene, though, we aren't getting into the situation where this is supposed to be like some cool kung fu fight. It's it's not. It's just it's a it's a fight, and it's a decent fight. Mm-hmm. Um, man, with an iron fist at the end. Yeah, but man, I'm looking forward to when they get into that real stylized kung fu seventies. Da da. Wait, we're not gonna get that. Okay, before we move on, what do you think about the the special effect with the hand? It's not bad. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean it. That's where all the money goes, though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah very true. I mean, I'm surprised at the really the lack of visible that the only way they could do this was with this, with a special effect kind of thing that they they don't do that very much in Netflix, right? And but, but I mean, it's cinema quality, and I li- I kind of like the way it's just like a. Just a silent, you know, you can see I like the subtlety. down yeah. into the... Yeah, I like the, the subtlety a lot. Yeah, so it's great. Uh, any other thoughts here about um, Shadowhawk Takes Flight, Evan? Just, oh, sorry, I'm going to no, jump in there. Well, just go for how it. powerful Iron the Iron Fist actually is. I think that's something that we need to keep in mind for the future. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So how many... Uh, Drug containers, <laughs> prescription <laughs> bottles out of five. Prescription bottles out of five. <laughs> do you give it? Well, uh, who did we start with last time? Was it you? Uh, maybe, I don't know. Right. Michael, we'll, we'll start with you for this one. I'll um, go four. Four This is definitely four for me. This is a good one. All right. Four prescription containers out of five. All right. I'll give it a four as well. Four? Okay. Uh, I'm going to go with a four. It's not a solid four. It's a shaky four. Um, but it's it's a good four. I mean, this, this is a decent episode. The M&M's thing totally threw me. Really? Like, what is going on here? This is, are they trying to make him look more crazy? Like, <laughs> I figured it was something where she's trying to do, connects with his past or something. Yeah. And, and that's the other thing. I did like the whole connecting with the past thing mm-hmm. and the way he was able to describe the day they shot the video. And how he was feeling, what they were wearing, you know, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was good. All right, let's move on to episode three. Agent Daniel here. Iron Fist. Season one, episode three. Rolling Thunder. Cannon Punch? We've talked a lot about the MCUing of Marvel Comics and, you know, items from Marvel Comics and 
I begin to wonder, just because we can MCU something, does it mean we should? And right at the moment, the thing that's standing out for me is the Iron Fist. And right at the moment for me, it's kind of an iron golden fail. That fist with all the energy, it might look interesting enough in comics, but on the screen, it looked like maybe he was clutching a glow cube really, really hard. It just didn't do it for me. The martial arts with him, with Danny, didn't do it for me in this episode. Colleen, she was fine. Daughter of the Dragon, good stuff. But Danny, meh. And I'm having a hard time liking Danny, which is sad because the Unbreakable Man, Luke Cage, I like. And he's got character flaws. I'm so kawazoo. But Danny, eh. Uh, uh. So, I mean, it's just three episodes in. I, I like Jaren, by the way. I did like Jaren. Um, that was a good MCUing of Jaren um, and the connection with her and Danny. Uh, because, again, that was one of my great debates with Jessica Jones is how do we get Jaren in here? Because we should, because it's really Danny's character, not Jessica's. But uh, I like that. I guess. I like, but everybody talks about the Warden Joy stuff and how great that is, but man, they're they're not likable people. So maybe we get Claire in here soon. If we get Claire on the scene, then maybe, just maybe then, I can start digging me some Iron Fist. But right at the moment, I'm a little, oh, man. I wouldn't give this three stars or four stars, I'd say that. It's passable, but I'm not going to watch it now. I'm going to go watch something else because it's time for me to cleanse my mind or my eyes from golden glow cubes. Peace out later. Bye. Iron Fist, episode three. Um, It occurs to me that the females in this show are much more interesting than the males, up to and including Miss Jerry Hogarth and Madame Gao. Madame Gao, Jerry Hogarth, this is all connected. Um, yes, I really am enjoying this. I am interested to know what the hand has over Mr. Harold Meacham and why Joy doesn't know he's still alive um, and what he has over Ward. Um, and why he may, he's making Ward still help him, uh, to accomplish his, his goal. Um, I, it's not nearly as bad as the reviews made it sound to be. So I'm wondering if there's just a little bit of like Netflix fatigue going on. Um, you know, we've had four seasons of, of gritty, gritty television. Um, leading into Defenders, but this will be now the fifth season of Gritty Television, leading into Defenders. And so I'm wondering what, um, if that's maybe a little bit of fatigue. Um, and Danny Rand just got pushed off a building. So I wonder who's going to catch him. I'm betting it's a guy in a red mask with a little bit of devil horns on him. Um, but that being said, I'll have to find that out tomorrow. All right. Peace out later. Bye.
Hi, it's Samantha. I just finished watching the third episode of Iron Fist, Rolling Thunder, Cannon Punch. I have actually a lot to say about this episode, about the story. I I can't believe that there's a memorial for Danny dying in that wreck all those years ago, and then Hogarth comes forward and says, oh, by the way, there's absolutely no record, of, no legal record of you. Well, there is. There's a memorial. That's a legal record. It's literally in stone that he existed. Anyways, I'm, that's not what is still burning inside of me. I'm actually really mad at Danny. He has been nothing but patronizing to Colleen and her dojo. Um, it's probably not known outside of the um, martial arts world, but when you are visiting someone else's dojo, you come in and you behave and you act and you even wear a white belt. You behave as if you've never received any training before, and that's how you show respect. It's disrespectful to do anything else. And he get, goes in, tries to like basically teach a class and trips one of her students. He's just showing her, and that's just the beginning of it. He's showing her disrespect left and right. In episode one, he said that Kung Fu would bring in more students. That's egotistical. I. Mm. Yeah, if I if I could, I would sit him down and, and give him a talking to like I did with one of my classmates a few weeks ago. Ugh, no, you do, you do not go in there and tr- no, you don't do that to someone else's dojo. Mm, I'm sorry. Mm, mm, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, <laughs> I will definitely talk about everything else when we go to record the discussion for the full episode. Bye. Okay. So that's episode three. Again, didn't write down what it's called, so I guess it's just a pattern with me. Future Ben, you're going to have to deal with it, and it's your own fault anyway, because you're me. Future whoever else is with Future Ben, I hope you're having a great day. And it's a nice, balmy, wintry, snowy March day. We finally got our snow and all that stuff, but I'm not here to talk about the weather of the past. I'm here to talk about the podcast of the future. And that is about Iron Fist, Episode 3. And Iron Fist, Episode 3, has some interesting stuff going on. There's legal shenanigans with Hogarth, and it's so nice to see Hogarth. And, you know, she's an Iron Fist character to begin with, and nice that they set her up as a ruthless, terrible person in Jessica Jones. But you know what? Hey, that's what Danny Rand needs, and he gets it. And you know what? She's willing to go to bat for him because the enemy of my enemy. You know what they say? Although he's not really her enemy. So it's the enemy of my friend, even though she's just a not a nice person to be friends with. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Uh, we have the peer deal going on. We have the warehouse deal going on. We have all this stuff going on. And then we have the hand and all that stuff going on. And there's some cool stuff happening there. We have the chiro... chiro- cryogenics thing going on with uh, with the father and what's going on with that. Well, I'm curious, but, you know, there's some interesting back and forth going between father and son there. But then the other thing that we get here is we get some good fighting and some brutal fighting and, uh, you know, Colleen Wing, she's coming into her own. She's figuring things out for herself, like what can she do to uh, make things work for her business and she's fighting without honor, I guess, because she's told the guy, you know what? Uh, fighting for money is not honorable. And you have Danny Rand thinking about all the ways that he was trained and how they're coddling these 
children who need a place to be coddled. They need a place to be safe. And it's kind of interesting. He's having to sort through all these things. So far, you know, I have some problems with some of the pacing. And definitely, I wish there was more of a style to things. I wish there was... And I, I don't necessarily need, like, the the gong and, you know, a big gong and then a zoom in on a character. So I don't need those things that come from uh, uh, kung fu theater kind of stuff. But uh, a little bit of style, you know? Uh, maybe I'm just wanting... I mean, I, we've been... We've been spoiled. We've been spoiled with Luke Cage. We've been spoiled with Daredevil. Uh, and honestly, Iron Fist here, it fits in. It's a kind, but at the same time, it's it's not quite as as strong of a series. Doesn't mean it's bad. Doesn't... Boy, that lady's voice and the beep is very, very abrupt. Uh, anyway, I'm calling back. They have one more thing to say in past Ben, or in future Ben. Please, please, you can play it. I just wanted to bring up the line where they say, it's not like he's all that sophisticated. Boy, are they hanging a lampshade there. And you know what? It's true. He's not that sophisticated. He's finally getting a plan. You know, he's shown up. He's been there for a few days. And now he's just now getting the plan. But you know what? That works nicely for me. Uh, you know, we have a character here who he is impulsive. He is, you know, he's quick to fight, but he's, trying to hold it all under control and you know he's trying to follow the the way of the bushido and that kind of thing and yeah i, I like it that he's not a perfect character and I, i'm liking the flaws that they're giving him they work nicely for the character that they're giving us so that's all i have to say future bed come on it's worth playing come on man you can do it i'm trusting you're gonna do it because we're buds right We've been getting along, you know. We got through Daredevil Season 2. We got through Luke Cage. And now we're here. All right. Later, man. And whoever else is there, bye. So Episode 3 is called Rolling Thunder Cannon Punch. Or as I like to call it, let's actually talk about Fight Club. Here's what the situation is. Colleen reluctantly allows Danny into her dojo, but she's still reluctant. You know, she's not completely accepting him. Meanwhile, Joy totally believes Danny, but does not accept him. Tries to buy him out, buy out his his portion of, of the business. But it's not about the money for him. It never was about the money for him. So Danny goes to Hogarth. And we get... Jessica Jones' lawyer in, in here. And, um, so we get some back and forth, legally legal back and forth. He has to prove who he is. Um, Joy and Ward, they go on with their life, do a real estate deal, and she uses a liver transplant to uh, get the upper hand in, 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 in that negotiation. Meanwhile, Danny, he tries to get medical records to prove he's Danny, but a bad guys burn the place, and he's... It's just not working for him. Um, he finally gets proof. And that proof is an old piece of pottery with his childhood fingerprint on it. And that proves that he actually is Danny Rand. Meanwhile, Colleen has some money issues and joins an underground fight club, calls herself Daughter of the Dragon, and wins by using, was it some move at Danny? taught her leopard the leopard punch Punch. yeah yeah which totally reminds me of the end of 
really karate all the Karate Kid, Kid movies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Crane technique, if done correctly, no can defense. And then there's Karate Kid 2, which when I was a kid, I loved when he's fighting and he actually uses some of the dance stuff that the girl taught him. And then everyone gets their little drums out and they're spinning it. And the little drum things have little uh, balls on strings. And so as they're spinning it, the balls on strings spin around and he uses that technique to spin his torso so he doesn't get hit. Yeah, I've never seen Friday Kid 2. It was a great movie you need to for see a it. kid. I need to see it. I saw that in the theater two times. Nice. <laughs> two times, same summer, sat in the front row <laughs> and didn't need to on one of those times. Nice. But Ben, did you ever get attacked by a log? Uh, I Every time I get attacked by a log, I, I know exactly what to do. Where you just Good. chop it, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Because Mr. Miyagi has his own thing where he has to do something. Okay. I'll have to give it a shot. It's. Uh, No, I I watched the Jackie Chan Karate Kid before I watched the original. Um, But then I watched the original when I was with my uh, wife in Hawaii. And her family loves that movie. And it was was pretty good. The original is really great for a junior high kid who gets picked on a lot. Let's put it that way. Okay. Yeah. So, and I was, <laughs> <laughs> and that's when I saw it. All right. So, um, yeah. So that's episode three. Uh, let's, let's talk about episode three. Okay. What do you think? I mean, it's cool that the pottery was the iron fist colors. Yeah. Oh, I didn't pick up on that at all. That is a, a cool element. It's like Electro's cake. <laughs> and the Amazing Spider-Man too. Yeah, it's also like I can't talk about Defenders. Okay, but um, yeah, not much happens. I mean, not, uh, stuff happens, but not much exciting happens <laughs> in this episode. Lots of legal stuff. Trinity's there. Yeah, I mean, this is definitely set up for plot points that are coming. Yeah, and jockeying to get Danny in position to be able to do some of the things that are going to happen. This is, this is one of those bridge episodes where you have to use this bridge to get from one side of the river to the other side of the river and, and move our story along. And I like what's his name? Meacham as a character. Uh, Ward or yes, Harold? Ward. I like him as a character cause he's, he's interesting to me cause he's not like a straight up villain. Mm hmm. But he's kind of villainy because he's just a sniveling, not sniveling. He's just a jerk. He snivels a bit. Yeah, he does. He definitely snivels. When he's with his dad, he snivels. Well, and that's what's interesting here is, you know, we talk about Danny being naive because of his circumstances. Mm-hmm. Ward isn't the most mature, well-adjusted adult. No. I mean. In the world. He tries to appear to be. Yeah. But then we see him behind closed doors. And, and then look at his circumstances. His dead dad is hiding, and he's like the only person in the world who his dead dad can talk to. Him, the intern. And the the intern, that's right. (laughs) So he goes, and his dad does not respect him at all. Like, he's just, yeah, just do this, man. You know, um, this is where he's like, Dad, shouldn't you send some of your men to do this? And his dad's like, you are one of my men. 
do it. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's just a poor family dynamic. Let's just yeah put it that way. But and Joy's no angel either in this episode. No, no, she's not. She's kind of an awful person with one little redeeming quality. Please elaborate. Well, she turns on Danny. She decides to go with the business. She doesn't listen to him or any of that. kind. Of, I mean, she was all nostalgic and oh, what if it really is Danny? We can't be so awful to him. And then in this episode, it's like, yeah, no, no more of that, except I'll give him my my pottery thing. Well, it was before the money was involved. Well, see, that's the thing is this for her. It's about the money. And if we lose the money, we lose this life that we've built. And so she can, like you said, I mean, she'll do that one little thing for Danny, but she still wants the money. She still wants the lifestyle. She still wants. And she wants to be nice to him. But let's be honest. He's a super naive monk child who now owns most of her multi-billion dollar corporation. (laughs) And I don't think she was wanting that. (laughs) I just think she wanted him out of the mental institution. Right. Yeah. And <laughs> and not to be killed. Yeah. <laughs> hey, let's not kill him is one step, you know, away from you're, you're a nice guy, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so not, not the most exciting episode, but good, good setup for later stuff and still interesting to me. Yeah. Yeah, this is definitely more about the relationships mm-hmm. and the relationship battles than it is about battle battles. Speaking of battle battles, I really had to just keep reminding myself comic book logic, comic book logic when we got into the uh, cage fight there. You mean where you have like a 90 pound woman fighting a 300 pound Dude. She's a samurai yeah. ninja. She's not. She is trained doesn't, by the hand. Well, we don't know that. It doesn't matter what she spoiled it, man. What she's oh, yeah. doing would not have any effect. She's on She's not that really guy. trained by the hand. She's just uh, something else. Something else. Well, it's it's like I've seen the idea that with the right pressure points, Batman could defeat Superman. You know, maybe. Well, okay. you know. The one thing I'll give her is that leopard relaxed. punch thing. That is a a uh, like a point issue that she's doing there. That I yeah, I don't buy it, but yeah, it makes sense. Look. But like the punching him and the trying to yank his arm behind his back and stuff. Her hands aren't even big enough to fit around his arm. <laughs> she's not going to have the ability, except comic logic, Look, comic if, book logic. If we and sorry, I spoiled it. But if we now know that she is trained by the hand, what's the problem here? I mean, we, it, do we have to know that up front for this to be cool? Or can it just add to the coolness of her character, the mystique? Again, this is one of those things where I'm thinking could have been done better. You know, like instead of just she does this and you're like, what? OK, come on. I was loving every minute of this. It was good fight, but. I was doing a little bit of a, come on. But you're talking about the mystique. I wish maybe they would have built some mystique into what we're seeing so that we realize what we're seeing is actually pointing toward a reveal Mm. later instead of just, it happened, accept it. Yeah. 
I can see. Yeah, they did not do that. So it, missed opportunity. Yeah, it's it's everything we talk about that I'm going to critique about Iron Fist is basically me saying I wish it had been done just a little bit better, and I wish it had been done with a little more style. And that's that the the better part. Yeah, there's there's I'll, we'll come back to that maybe later. The the style part that's me having to just deal with it that they weren't making what I wanted them to make because I wanted, we, we got seventies crime drama. We got noir. We got uh seventies black exploitation. I wanted seventies Kung Fu movie style. I didn't want necessarily want it, want it to be, you know, where stilted acting and stuff like that, but I wanted some of the vibe, some of the style. And at this point, come on, give me a little bit more. And but also at this point, we haven't built up to any of the big fights yet. Yeah, and you know we're we're building up like small legal drama fights. Well, that's important for us to get to where we need to go. I haven't turned on Iron Fist. I still like Iron Fist, but it could have been better. I can concede some things could have been done better. I just I just thought that was cool. Colleen is probably my favorite character in the show. She's a cool character. She is, she is cool. And the idea of calling her daughter the dragon. And in Luke Cage, we have Misty Knight. I mean, I would totally be cool with it. People have talked about this. I don't know what's going to happen. If they do a team-up show? If they, instead of doing Defenders Season 2, if they would do Daughters of the Dragon. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah. Love it. And... To go along with that, Heroes for Hire. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, let's do that. I still wish Defenders was called Heroes for Hire. But <laughs> anyway, um, I'm enjoying the show. I'm not binging it very fast, mm. but I am binging it when I was watching the first time around. Um, I'm, I'm watching multiple episodes together, and at this point... I probably saw this episode around the time you were watching episode 13, but <laughs> probably I watched half in one day and then half on the other day. I think I just can't imagine. <laughs> I can't imagine. It the, sucked me in, man. I loved it. I guess. I mean, the closest thing I can imagine is like going to a, a movie marathon because I did Lord of the Rings like that, where when return of the King came out, we went and saw all three movies in theater and it was the extended editions of the first two. Oh, wow. So that's about the same time. And that was started at noon and at midnight kind of thing. Well, here you're in your you're in your couch in your pajama pants, eating some cereal. It's nighttime. No commitments. That's right. The baby's asleep. Ah, there's a key. Yes. <laughs> I've got five kids <laughs> that are not babies. I'm at a different stage of life. Like, I'm not watching so. <laughs> this stuff in the middle of the day. Yes. Um. See, I think it took me – I watched like eight episodes in two days and then I couldn't watch it for some reason. I don't remember what it was. So that's when I got on and read all the comics and then I finished it up the next time I could get online. That's really interesting. So you saw the pilot episode before you saw you read the the origin story in the comics. Yes. That's cool. The only exposure I had to Iron Fist before this show – was unfortunately the Ultimate Spider-Man cartoon series where he's like 13 <laughs> and really, really, really annoying. Wasn't he like the 
the surfer philosopher. Yeah, something like that. Oh, it was terrible. But then I saw him in uh, Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes, where he was teaming up with Luke Cage all the time. And that was great. He was his proper age, proper costume, and he was voiced by the guy who voiced Nightwing and Robin in Batman the Animated Series. Hmm. So it was, it was a good... That made me like him a lot more and made me excited to see this show. Yeah. Well, and then for me, I mean, I read the Iron Fist Essential Edition, which is when they, um, they're not putting them out anymore, but Marvel and DC both were doing something like this where they would take you know, 25 issues of the comic, put it in one book, but it was black and white newsprint. <laughs> and so it was cheap, like 15, 20 bucks. And uh, I read it then and I sold it. <laughs> and I wish I hadn't sold it, but I did. Nothing I can do about it. And I can't get it now. It's on Marvel Unlimited, though, right? Is that how you read it, Michael? It is. Yeah. So that's the Marvel comic subscription. It's basically an iTunes, not iTunes, um, Netflix style of reading comics. Yep. Where yeah. you subscribe uh, yearly or monthly, and then you're able to read as much as you want, whenever you want, on your devices. It's digital. So we've talked about it before on the show. Great and, deal. And I, I recommended it on the show. I first got it, paid nine bucks, read ninety dollars worth of comics in one day. So, <laughs> so we're seeing a trend. <laughs> yeah, you don't do anything by half measures, do you, Evan? <laughs> so. I have a lot of free time sometimes. <laughs> I I work a lot of freelance. So mm. you get the check and then you can kick back. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do leopard punches then. How many leopard punches out of five do you give Iron Fist, Episode 3, Rolling Thunder, Cannon Punch? I'll probably give it a 3.5. That's where I am. 3.5 leopard punches out of five. Michael? 2.5. 2.5. I'm sorry. This one, was, this one was rough for me. All right. Fair enough. But the interesting thing, as we are talking about behind the scenes recording these episodes. Um, I can't wait to get Samantha and Stuart in on some of these conversations about Iron Fist because one message we got was, guys, can't wait to listen to your episode that you're about to record because we want to hear what people who actually like the series think. (laughs) But I do like it. I really like it a lot. That's the thing. I mean, all three of us like it. This isn't my favorite. And I think my favorite. I think I would think it's a lot better if it wasn't attached to the other Netflix series Hmm. where I'm looking at it and comparing it to just some really, really strong stylistic storytelling. Um, But I do like it. And up until Defenders, not to give away too much, but up until Defenders, this is one of the more rewatchable. I mean, Jessica Jones is fantastic, but doing the rewatch on Jessica Jones was very difficult Oof. because of the uh, the topic and the subject matters that it gets into. And um, yeah, but this, what can I say? I like it too. Yeah, I'm on my third time through it, just watching along as we're going to do the episodes, and I'm enjoying it still. So that's all for episode three then uh next episode we will be talking about the next four episodes of iron fist i'm not sure who will be involved in that episode um i hope you enjoyed our last episode which was supposed to be about the inhumans and if it was not then the joke that i made about us having seen inhumans uh doesn't make any sense but um (laughs) 
we are we'll be trying to finish out Defenders before the Inhumans TV series starts. We might not make it because, as I've mentioned, unlike Evan, we've got lots of stuff going on in our lives and mm. we're busy. Hey, <laughs> I've got stuff going on now. This school has restarted. I work at a college. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> so we might not make it, but we'll be getting to all those episodes. We'll be for Defenders. I think we we'll just be doing two episodes per podcast episode to talk about, but. Um, yeah, so that's that. Um, you guys have any final words, anything you want to share before we go? Say goodbye. Thank yous, that sort of thing. Thanks for having me on again. Good to have you back on. It's been a little while. It's been a while. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I like this show. I really, really enjoyed it. So if you haven't watched it and you're just listening to the episode to see what you missed, check it out. It's cool. Don't let all the negativity hold you back. Yeah. Plus, if you haven't watched it and you're going to try and watch Defenders, you need to watch it. Yeah. Because it sets up the characters. Basically, the Defenders revolves around what happens in this show. Yeah. There's a a lot of... I mean, there's ties to everything. Yeah. Um, Michael, any any final words from you before we shut up? Thanks for him. Thank you for inviting me back and uh, just make mine Marvel. All right. And I just want to say thank you for listening as well. And on our final episode, we will uh, have any feedback that you might have about Iron Fist. So send us anything you want to feedback at welcome to level seven dot com. And yeah, we'd love to hear from you. And uh, with that said, I just, again, just want to thank you for listening. And, you know, I've spoken about my comic book collection and how it's not worth much because it's basically just comic books. I like things about Swamp Monsters and, um, you know, just just things like that. And uh, Micronauts, ROM, Human Fly. Uh, and so I, I've been wondering what I should do with my comic book collection. And, and I asked my wife what she thought that I should do with my comic book collection. And, and she said, you should sell it and buy some shoes. Thanks once more for listening. You've heard us. Now we'd love to hear from you. Just go to welcometolevel7.com slash feedback to contact us through our website. You can also leave us a voicemail by calling 17755-LEVEL7. You can also join the conversation by liking us on Facebook, facebook.com slash welcometolevel7, or by following us on Twitter where we are level7pod. Welcome to Level 7 is a proud member of the Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to help you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. Learn how to podcast, get productive in your personal and professional life, theorize over TV shows, laugh at our clean comedy, learn critical thinking from movie reviews, and more at noodle.mx. Thanks for joining us. Until next time, Godspeed. Hey, it's me, Ben. 
uh, Ben Avery, and uh, I thought about using this post-credit sequence here to tease something that we have in the works that we're planning on doing, uh, something kind of a spin-off-y kind of thing. But then I, I realized we really, you know, I, I, I could tease it, but I really don't have uh, details to tease, not yet. Uh, and so if I did any kind of tease here at the end, I'd really just be teasing um, a teaser. And, and if you've listened to the podcast, you know how much I hate that. I, I hate teasers for teasers. It's, it's just silly to me. I mean, it, what, what next? A teaser for a teaser of a teaser? Of a trailer? Yeah. I just, I, I don't like it. So I, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to tease this thing that I was talking about. I'm, I'm just not going to. So there. Godspeed, everyone.